Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 749. If you'd like to have a copy of program number 749, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. That uh, Whatever the case is, they're both free, including postage and handling. No obligation whatsoever. We don't put you down on a mailing list or anything like that. I just asked for it. It's absolutely free without strings whatsoever. I have uh, uh, a continuation from the book of Luke, and we're in chapter 21. Is that correct? Yes. And I've got some songs, and we have also, I've got some letters. But right now, let's pray. Father, continue to anoint me. I anoint all these messages because there's many... Um, Millions of people listening, and we need to be, I need to be assured, Father, that uh, it's you. Therefore, Lord, take a hold on me, on my mind, my heart, my spirit, and you let your spirit do all the leading, guiding, directing, that souls will be saved and the church be strengthened, which is the true body of Christ, the new Jerusalem. Uh, re, uh, as always, Lord, your word rebukes Satan. It tears his whole kingdom down. Let it be for uh, the enjoyment of you and all the angels in heaven. Lord, uh, I ask it in the name of Jesus uh, that souls may be saved in the church strength and in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says amen. Amen. Well, this is program number 749. And uh, here's a, a new song. I just uh, cut this. It's called It's My Tribute. It was uh, written by Andre Crouch. And it's called To God, to My Tribute, To God Be the Glory, with the uh, Czech Republic Symphony Orchestra. And the Life Choir and the Hollywood Choir, under the uh, direction of H.B. Barnum, he did the arrangement on it. And uh, here we go. To God be the glory. Father God, praise your holy name, Father God. I thank and praise your holy name. I never knew that you'd choose me in the last days to be the head of a worldwide work of God, preaching the gospel to hundreds of millions of people so that they could be led to glory and they would all give glory to you, Father God. None of the glory goes to me, Father. I give all my love and my praise. To you, Father God, be the glory. And I thank you, Father God. How can I say thanks for all the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you give. To prove your love for me The voices of a million angels Could not express 
my gratitude All that I am or ever hope to be I owe it all to Thee God be the glory Praise you, Father God Praise you, Father God Praise the Lord. You know, the Lord has done it all. Uh, it doesn't make any difference how fierce Satan gets on this earth or the people that are led by Satan. 
the Lord has already done it all. We uh, read in the Bible that everything is finished. He said the mystery of God is finished in the 10th chapter of the book of Revelation. He also states that the mystery of the devil is uh, finished. It's over with. We know all about that weasel. And so we're not worried at all about what uh, is going to happen. We win. The Bible, bottom line, says all those that don't do what God said are cast into hell. It also states in the Bible that uh, uh, God made, uh, there's a covenant that God made with us through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. If we break the covenant, in other words, the contract, or we've made a deal between us and God that we would keep his commandments, and he said if we do, then he'll be our God and we'll be his people. So the Bible says that if we trample the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ underfoot, and put him out to open shame by breaking contract. And we're, we are worthy to die the death. That is to spend eternity in the lake of fire forever. The law comes down upon us again. It is by this new covenant that we receive the spiritual inheritance. Uh, and spiritual, just because you can't see it, it's the most substantial inheritance in the entire world uh money that's gained or properties that are gained in this world are not substantial because they're going to burn up everything's going to burn here in this world but the spiritual inheritance we know that all the things that we can see were made by things that cannot be seen it was made all the things the world the heavens the earth the sun the moon the stars all these things and all everything that's in the world all life was made by the word of God, the spiritual. So the spiritual inheritance which God has given us, that means that we have everything that he owns eternally. Now, uh, it belongs to us. Now, God doesn't do everything you have to do. Um, he doesn't do everything that you have to do. You must do something as well as the Lord. He signed the covenant with his blood. And you have to agree to keep it. And if you don't, um, then uh, you know what's going to happen. Therefore, the new covenant absolutely is legal is a legal matter. You made, you made a deal with the Lord. It's legal. It was established entirely according to the pr uh, pr uh, procedure of God's righteousness. So... Um, if we proceed in God's righteousness, then the inheritance belongs to us and we don't break contract. What I'm saying is God's righteousness, not yours or mine, but uh, we have to have his righteousness living in and through us. Otherwise, we don't have his righteousness. The, co the new covenant is not a few mere words or verbal statements made by God. But it is an actual contract in writing between him and us, man, which God has established through Christ's blood. This uh, New Testament was written in Christ's blood, and it's our reasonable duty to do whatever he said. No matter what we've done, 
or how much we think we've done for the Lord, we have to continue on to the end. Otherwise, we break contract. So that's the Lord's side of the bargain. And now he wants us to keep our side of the contract, the bargain, the deal. God is uh, a, a Jewish God, and he does things uh, by contract. He signs the contract in his own blood. His son's own blood, and we have to sign it with our lives if necessary. Well, we're back into the 21st chapter of the book of Luke, and I believe we're at verse number 19. 20. Well, we're, uh, I marked it, I always go back a verse. Yes. Uh, you don't, other people don't, but I do. I'm an overkill type person. So it says to the King James, in your patience, because you have to really have patience to keep the commandment, the contract with the Lord, because you're going to go through trials and tribulations. And you have to remember that uh, the deal that you made is signed in the Lord's blood and uh, in your life. It's for your life, your eternal life in heaven. So in your patience, Continue to possess ye your souls. In your patience, uh, keep the commandments and continue on in the spirit so that you can still have your soul in heaven and not in hell. Okay, so read that again, Sharon, in uh, the Hellenic Greek, all right? Yes. Okay, let's go. In the sphere of your steadfastness, Constancy and... Yeah, it's a consistency. Consistent, you have to be consistent. Not up one day and down the other. Uh, How would you like it if your automobile was that way? One day it's running fine and the next day it stops in the middle of traffic. Well, the Lord wants to use us as vehicles. He wants to live in us and he wants consistency. He wants to leave the, us to leave the driving to him. And if you have the word in you and you continue keeping the word, then you as a vehicle for the Lord to do his work, live in and to do his work in. He doesn't want one room in your body. He wants to possess your spirit, your soul, He wants to totally infest your mind and your strength. Ah, everything, everything. That's the real God. This is the real truth. This is not some jive that is made up by these false preachers. I mean, this is the truth. So in your consistency, in your patience, keep your souls uh possess you don't possess me you uh, possess a vehicle you possess a ring you possess money in the bank but what about your soul are you concerned about possessing it possess ye your souls in your patience in your consistency do that now verse 20 Now when you see Jerusalem being encircled by armies, then recognize the fact that its desolation is imminent. Okay. Uh, 
that its desolation is imminent. I mean, it's the eminence, uh, eminent domain. Now, that happened back at 70 AD, but it's happening again now. Israel is compassed about with enemies. Uh, it's the same thing that's happened at 70 AD when King Titus came in and uh, destroyed the place. Absolutely destroyed it. And when ye shall see, can't you see? The Sadducees can't see, but can't you see that Jerusalem is now compassed about by Arabs? They're enemies. They're really, uh, actually, it's the Vatican. There's many Arabs that live in Israel that love the Jews, and they uh, they love to uh, do business with them and work for them. So when you shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies. Wow, man, they're uh, Iraq, Iran, Arabia, all these other countries are like, there's like um, jealousy in them because they're really not the seed of uh, Isaac. They're the seed of Ishmael. They're, the, they're called the bastard race in the Bible. They're bastards. But they can become not bastards anymore by being friendly with you, by accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and becoming spiritual Jews. I'm not, um, I'm just telling you what God said, okay? It's God that is uh, prejudiced. He's prejudiced against um, all sinners. And that's why we have to make peace with him by accepting the Prince of Peace we have to make peace with God by accepting his son, Christ Jesus, who is a Jew. He's not an Arab. He's not uh, an Iranian. He's not a Persian. He's not an Iraqi or an Arabian. He's none of those things. So we have to make peace with the Lord by accepting a Jew, the world's greatest Jew, the Lord Jesus Christ. So get that into your skull. And keep it there. Get it into your heart and keep it there. Get it into your spirit, your soul, your mind. Okay? So, so when you shall see Jerusalem compassed with all these armies of Arabs, Iraqis, Iranians, they're building bombs. They're going to drive you into the sea, they say. Then know that the uh, desolation, therefore, is imminent. Nine. Well, that was in um, 70 AD, and it did happen. Verse 21, Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out. When you're in the midst of Jerusalem, get out of there. And let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. Okay, so read that, Sharon, in the Greek. Then those in Judea, let them be fleeing into the mountains, and those in the midst of it... Oh, that means into the mountains, into the nations. Because in the Bible, mountains are symbolic or figures or types of countries, nations. Okay, then what? 
and those in the midst of it, let them be departing out of it. Mm-hmm. In the midst of Jerusalem, let them get out of there. Then what? And those in the fields, let them not go into it. Don't go back in there to collect your goodies. Get out of there, because your life is more important than the goodies that you have. Then what? Because these are days when full justice shall be meted out, in order that all the things which stand written may be fulfilled. Woe to those who are pregnant, and to those who are nursing their young in those days. For there shall be great distress upon the earth, and wrath upon this people, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all the nations, and Jerusalem shall be under the heel of the conquering Gentiles. Oh, they're under the heel of the conquering Gentiles. Um, well, the Lord is doing this to reprove the Jewish people for not receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. But when they receive him, then the Gentiles will be under the heel of the Jews. Then what? Jerusalem shall be under the heel of the conquering Gentiles until the period of Gentile dominion has run its course. Okay, well, the um, dominion of Gentile uh, uh, dominion has run its course. It's over with the Gentile dispensation ended uh, in... Uh, 1947-48 and that and that's when the Jews will return back to their homeland now the Lord sent them into all the different nations the different mountains uh, to so that there's a remnant left of them throughout the world but now from all the nations he's called them back until the Gentiles the rule of the Gentiles is come has run its course. It's over with Gentiles uh, for you. Now God is starting to pour his wrath out on you. And Jews are turning to Jesus now. I'm a Jew. Uh, my real name is Bernie Lazar Hoffman. Uh, my dad it was a Romanian Jew. My son, my daughter, are they Romanian Jews? And... Uh, so, um, read that part again now. What, what verse is that, 23? 24. 24, okay. And they shall fall by the edge. Who shall fall by the edge? In the land of the wrath upon his people. Read 23 again. But woe unto them that are with a child. And to them they give uh, suck. In those days that have children or pregnant, for there shall be great stress in the land. Oh, is there great stress in the land now? Yes. yes. Hmm. I remember when it's nine eleven, round zero. When that happened, I used to go to the cafeteria every so often. I went there. There wasn't one soul in there. And they had a staff of, I think, janitors and everybody serving some food or cooking. It was horrible. Everybody was stressed out of their wits. They wouldn't even come out of the house as though those boards and insulation and sheetrock is going to protect them from God. And so for this shall be great distress in the land and wrath 
upon this people. Verse 24, now read it. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all the nations. And Jerusalem shall be under the heel of the conquering Gentiles, until the period of Gentile dominion has run its course. Ah, has been fulfilled. It has been fulfilled in 1947-48. The Gentiles have run their course. We all know what Gentiles are now. Evil, wicked people until they become Jews, spiritual Jews. You have to be converted from a Gentile to a Jew, from a caterpillar into a butterfly. Okay, now verse 25, Sharon. And there shall be attesting miracles in the realm of the sun and moon and stars. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars. Read that again. And there shall be attesting miracles in the realm of the sun and moon and stars and upon the earth, national distress in the midst of perplexity. Okay, is there national distress yes. in the midst of perplexities? Yes. What to do, what to do? Well, what to do? The Lord says if you're saved, if you're keeping his commandments, he'll lead you away from all these perplexities and distresses. So there's uh, upon the earth distresses of nations and perplexities, the sea and the waves roaring. What does that mean? Well, did you ever hear of a tsunami? Huh? Yes. Just a roaring. Oh, help us. And they're running like crazy. To They didn't read the Bible. Woe to those that live on the coasts. You know, you people, don't be paying $16 million for a coastal ha hacienda or a house. Sell it quick. Mark it down so it'll go fast. For the roaring uh, distresses of nations and perplexity. We're just so perplexed. The sea and the waves are roaring. And men's hearts failing them for fear. Uh, do you think that people fear it today? Yes. Oh, you hear it all the time. They fear it. They won't even come out of the house. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Well, the Lord has put up with you people's garbage long enough. You think that you can be rebellious and just be out of order and, uh, you know, shoot people and uh, marry uh, homosexual with homosexual and uh, lesbian with lesbian and commit adultery and fornication. So you're out of order. Now the Lord is going to allow you to see the entire universe going out of order. He's going to start pouring plagues down. He's going to start sending down baseball size hail. And those baseballs are going to turn into basketballs uh, size hail and football size hail. Then it's going to be 50 pound kegs and then 100 pound kegs of hail. And you weasels, you better not be a weasel. You better repent. Okay, read it in the Hellenic Greek, which is the Greek written and spoken by the Jews. Now to go to verse 26. 
Men fainting because of fear and expectation of the things that are coming upon the Roman Empire revived. Okay, so people are afraid what's happening about the Roman Empire. Do you think that God's going to let Rome get by with this any longer? Uh, they have gone too far. Way too far. Okay, then what? For the natural powers that regulate the heavenly bodies. Okay, the natural powers that regulate the heavenly bodies. These are God's nature. It's not Mother Nature. It's God's nature. He created nature. And they uh, do what? For the natural powers that regulate the heavenly bodies shall be disorganized. Yeah. Okay, so he sees everyone on earth disorganized, with the exception of his uh, children, those of us that are the sons of God that he's going to disorganize the kingdom of God, the heavenly bodies in the sky. And you're going to see meteorites come down the size of um, so big that it'll destroy one-third of life on earth. One-third. Okay, if there's six billion people at the time, and there is, two billion people will be killed with one smite. That's disorganization. So God, who's always organized, wants his people to be organized. And so he's giving you a warning. Organize or you're going to be part of uh, two billion people that are destroyed and sent to hell. Okay, then what? And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and much glory. Okay, so you see that when you start seeing disorganization, you hear the newscaster saying, it's never been this hot before. It's never been this cold before. It's never been, um, there's never been a tsunami such as this. We've never seen an earthquake like this before. We've never seen so much disease before. It's never happened before in history. It's three times worth the tornadoes and the hurricanes are far more abundant today than ever before. That shows that God is allowing things to be disorganized. For you, as a sign to repent. Not because God's just sitting up there saying, hey, hey, I'll get you. No, he wants you to repent and be uh, led by the Spirit so that you can get out of the countries that you're in now that are going to be destroyed and to get out of the Roman Catholic cult, out of the Vatican, because God is going to destroy it. Okay? And he's going to destroy the whole world with fire. So the hearts of men failing them, men's hearts failing them, heart attacks are on the increase for the fear. They're full of fear, so much so that they die of heart attacks. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. And the Lord tells you what's coming on the earth. Amen. Amen. For the powers of the heavens shall be shaken, shall be disorganized. Verse 27, And then shall they see the Son of Man, which is also the Son of God, coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Great glory. Man, he'll be coming with legions of angels and uh, this sky will be open with glory. You'll be able to see into heaven. There'll be like a huge gangplank coming down from heaven onto earth. And they'll be coming down on white horses. Glory! 
Yes, great glory. Verse 28. And when these things began to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your salvation or redemption is drawing nigh. So read that one. That's verse 28. Now when these things are beginning to take place, be elated and lift up your heads, because your deliverance is imminent. It's imminent. Eminent domain is coming for you. The Lord is in charge of heaven and earth. Then what? Verse uh, 29 says, And he spake to them a parable. Behold, the fig tree. Okay, he says, in all the trees, all the trees. When they now shoot forth, ye see and know, of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. Verse 31. So likewise ye, when ye see these um, things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is eminent or near at hand. Verse 32. Verily I say unto you, this generation... The generation that sees these signs happening, and you are that generation, shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Verse 33, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. I mean, before the things that I'm telling you will be null and void, heaven and earth will be null and void before my words will be null and void. Be sure that um, you they take heed to my words because heaven and earth is going to pass totally away, but my word will stand throughout heaven and earth forever and ever and ever. My words that I speak are forever. Okay, go ahead. Verse 29. And he gave them an illustration. Behold the fig tree and all the trees. When they now put forth their leaves, observing this you yourselves understand, that now the summer is at hand. Thus also, as for you, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is imminent. Assuredly, I am saying to you, this race shall positively not pass away until all takes place. I mean, this human race, this uh, race of people, shall not pass away until what? All takes place. Until everything that he's saying here will take pl- has taken place. Now, verse 33. The heaven and the earth shall pass away, but my words shall positively not pass away. That's positive. Amen. Amen. Then what? But be taking heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts are weighed down and drunken nausea and intoxication and the anxieties pertaining to the affairs of this life. And that day bursts in upon you unexpectedly. For as a snare it shall come upon all those who are living on the face of all the earth. But be circumspect, attentive, ready in every season, being in prayer, in order that you may have sufficient strength to be escaping all these things which are about to take place. And he's not talking about physical strength, he's talking about spiritual strength. And by reading the word and not ever worrying, 
Worry, the Bible never tells you worry always or worry without ceasing. He tells you and I to do what? Pray without ceasing. If there's something that's happening to you that you don't like, don't sit there and wring your hands and weep. Cry out to God and ask him what to do. And if you really cry with your heart, God, don't you ever believe that the Lord will not tell you what to do. He will. And so he says, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So pray fervently and without ceasing. Then what? Be circumspect, attentive, ready in every season being in prayer in order that you may have sufficient strength to be escaping all these things which are about to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. So, you you know, you want to stand before him. Uh, You know, you don't want to stand before the great white throne. You want to be before the mercy seat of Christ. So watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things. If you're worthy, then the Lord will direct you out of them. That shall come to pass. And to stand before the Son of Man in heaven. Okay, then what? Now during the days he was teaching in the temple, but during the nights going out, he was in the habit of bevalking, in the yeah, bivouking means uh, to camping out. That he was bivouking, camping out in the Mount of Olives. He would go there. He was in the habit of uh, camping out. In the, um, have you got that in the dictionary? Bivouking. Come over and read it very quickly, please. Oh, she's uh, desperately trying to find the dictionary. And here she comes. Okay, spell it. B-I-V-O-U. B-I-V-O-U. A-C-K. A-C what? A-C-K. S-A-C-K. I-N-G. I-N-G. Bivalking. Okay, he was doing, he was doing camping out, right? Uh, people camp out before? Go ahead, read it. Bivalking. To make a bivalk camp. To take shelter often temporarily. To provide temporary quarters for. Right. Just to camp out. And it was his what? Uh, his habit? Yes. He Read was, that again. He was in the habit of bivouking in the mount called Olivet. He was uh, in the habit of camping out on Mount Olivet. Okay, then what? And all the people kept on arising early in the morning and coming to him. In coming the to his camp. Then what? In the temple to be hearing him. Okay. And they come to the camp and they come into the temple. Okay, then what? Genesis chapter 22, verse 1. In the Greek uh, Bible, it's hard to tell where yet because they don't list the chapters and the verses that well as they do in the King James Version. Okay. So this is chapter 22, right? Yes. Verse 1. All right. Now there was drawing near the feast of bread baked without yeast. Which okay, is- unleavened bread is bread that's baked without yeast. Because yeast is symbolic so far as bread is concerned as being sin. We're not, we're to be unleavened bread uh, without leaven or sin in us. Okay, so it's the feast of the Passover or unleavened bread. 
uh, bread that is baked without yeast. Then what? Which is called Passover. And the chief priests and the men learned in the sacred scriptures were seeking the solution to their problem as to the particular efficient method of putting him out of the way. Uh, in other words, to the, the chief priests and scribes sought how they might murder him, for they feared the people. Then what? Verse 3. For they were fearing the people. Then Satan entered Judas, the one called Iscariot. So he was a, a disciple. Judas was saved. Uh, he was born again of the Spirit because he was out healing people and casting devils out and everything. And then all of a sudden, then entered the devil into him. Oh, is he still saved, you phonies, you uh, people, uh, Baptists? Come on. Is he still saved, once saved, always saved? No, he wasn't saved. It would be better that he was never born before. So then Satan entered into Judas uh, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. So he was one of the saved ones, one of the twelve. Amen? Amen. Okay, then what? So he fell away. So don't you ever believe that you can't fall away? The angels in heaven and one-third of them fell away. The people of Israel, after they were delivered from um, uh, out of Egypt, they fell away. Only two people were able to go into the camp, into the uh, Jerusalem, into the promised land, uh, with the exception of the younger ones. The old ones, the old dogs died out on the, and their carcasses were for the birds of the air. Okay, so then entered Satan. Satan, the enemy, the enemy of everybody's soul, into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. He was definitely born again. He was once saved, but not always saved. The angels in heaven, one-third of them, were once saved, but they were not always saved. The people that were saved from Egypt were not always saved, all of them except two. Joshua and Caleb. They didn't, they weren't able to uh, enter into the promised land, except the young ones who learned to obey because they saw what happened to their mothers and dads and their grandmothers and grandfathers. Then what? And having gone off, he conferred with the chief priests and the captains. Oh, yeah, it is, it is Carriot, the one that's this Christian that Satan entered into, went and conferred with who? The chief priests and the captains. The, and the captains, the enemies of Jesus. Then what? With reference to the particular method he might use in betraying him to them. Why? So I'm going to read it because she's reading it so fast I don't think you can grab it. Verse 4, and he went his way. His way was Satan's way. And communed with the chief priests. And um, captains. Capitanos, how he might betray him unto them. Now, if he was a Christian, would he want to betray Jesus? No. Well, he wasn't a Christian any longer. He was lost. No matter what you Baptists say, believe the Bible, you folks. Don't believe those people. Don't believe the Catholics. Don't believe the Buddhists. Don't believe the Muslims. Don't believe any of those people. But preach the gospel to them so they might be saved. Verse 5. And they were glad 
these enemies of Jesus because this one that was uh, converted unto the Lord and then uh, recanted and converted unto Satan, uh, he um, covenanted, promised to give him uh, money. They were glad and promised to give him money. Verse 6, and he promised and sought opportunity to betray him unto them in the uh, absence of the multitude. Let's go get him with the multitudes now, because if we tried to arrest him with the multitudes, they would be liable to get stoned to death, because the multitude believed Jesus. Okay, read that part. And they were glad and made an agreement with him to give him money. And he promised and went to seeking an opportune time to betray him to them in the absence of the people. Yeah, the multitude of people that really uh, thought he knew he was uh, God. Verse 7. Then came the day of unleavened bread, bread baked without yeast, holy bread when the Passover must be killed. Well, Jesus is the Passover. If you, the blood is on your soul, then the death angel will pass over you. That's what the Passover is all about. In Egypt, uh, on the day of the Passover, they were all to stand up. They were to put the blood of a lamb on the... Uh, upper part of the door and on each side and then put the basin of blood down below which was the sign of the cross and uh, when the death angel that passed over Egypt would see that that no one would be uh, killed in the house but the firstborn if they, he didn't see the blood if the death angel didn't see the blood on the doorposts and on the lintels the lintel uh, then the, the death angel would pass over them if they'd see the blood. But if they didn't see the blood, they would the firstborn would be killed. So they observed this um, feast, but they didn't realize that they were about ready to kill the lamb so that his blood could be applied to the doorpost of our hearts so that we could be saved well my time is up we're going to take up with this on the next message so we have letters uh where's the first one from from farmington missouri okay that's the prison there right yes is that the ladies prison men's men okay let's hear it dear mr alamo thank you for the money that you sent me last month it really did help me out well uh we do send people that are in prison uh, uh money for um for grooming, for certain things, a small amount of money every month. Then what else? Thank you for sending the world newsletters to me. It really makes me happy that you send them to me because it helps me out with some of the stuff that I don't understand that well. And also when you talk about God, how he has helped others, other people out with their problems, it makes me feel like he will always be there for me to help me out with my problems. I do know that he cares about me and everyone else. I'm so glad that he is in my life because I feel happy every day when I read and pray. He will always be there when you need someone to talk to, when you need help. 
I thank God every day that I'm still alive. Thank you for taking your time to read this letter, and thank you for sending me the world newsletters. I thank you for showing me that there is someone out there that cares for me and other people. I'm thanking you for caring about me and helping me out. God bless you and your family. Brandon from Farmington, Missouri. We're out of time. And um, so right now is the time to pray. So you know that there's a contract that has to be made with the Lord Jesus Christ. He made, it's a covenant. A contract is a covenant, a promise between you and God. Uh, Lord God, give me the strength to keep this covenant. I know that when you enter me uh, with the Father by the Spirit, that I'll have the strength to continue doing what you say, and I'll be happy because I'll be a new creature. I will not be my old self that can't even keep one uh, New Year's resolution. I'll be able to keep all your commandments if you're in my heart, in my spirit, in my soul, in my mind. So therefore, say this unto the Lord. Say unto him, because you need to be saved. You must. It's a must. Jesus said, you must be born again if you want to stay out of hell and the lake of fire. So say, it's for your own good. You know, this doesn't uh, give God anything or myself, because I get the same credit by preaching to you this message, whether you believe it or not. But say this prayer in uh, right now. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father, Holy Spirit. Jesus, wash all my former filthy sins away in the blood which you shed for me on the cross at Calvary. I know you will not turn me away because your word says that all that call upon the name of you will be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me and I know that you have answered me and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal, everlasting soul. Now, just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord. And uh, Sharon is going to tell you how you can receive a copy of this program, number 749. It's free. And just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. 749, program 749. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. This is World Pastor Tony Alama saying tune in again tomorrow for another powerful, uh, the reason it's so powerful because it's the only way that you can enter the kingdom of heaven, to hear the real, only truth. Not some, uh, you know, heresy, but the truth. And uh, so make sure you tune in. It's for your benefit. And here I am to sing uh, with uh, the uh, the Czech Republic Symphony Orchestra and the uh, choir from H.B. Barnes Life Choir and Hollywood Choir. What a friend we have in Jesus.
Jesus is my friend because he showed me that he existed. He showed me there was a heaven and a hell. And he delivered me from hell. He showed me the way. That he was the way, the truth, and the life. No one can take his place. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God. Just get up to the throne of God and tell the Lord. 